Well, that there was from uh, Big Poplar. Mighty Poplar. Mighty Poplar. Thank you very much. I'm joined in the studio now by uh, Mr. Pete Wernick. Thank you for that. It's Dr. Pete Wernick, please. (laughs) No, that's okay. Pete is fine. Good morning, Pete. Good morning to you, Neil. And uh, Pete has come in to talk this morning with me about uh, an event coming up May 18th. Looking so forward to it at the Roots Music Project here in Boulder, Colorado. That's a new venue too, right? Roots Music Project. That is a very new thing to me. I've not even been in the uh, in the facility yet. Nor have I, although a friend of mine has, and he liked it. <laughs> well, and it's pretty big, which is neat. More venues, the better, as far as I'm concerned. The more we places them. we have for for live music and for. Events like Beyond the Grass, a fundraiser for the Colorado Bluegrass Music Society. Um, and it's going to be an evening of music and conversation. And I'm, I'm really looking forward. I'm fortunate enough to be involved as well. And uh, just really excited to, to yeah. be, be involved with it's this. It's unique. I've never heard of a show quite like this. There's three bands. Uh, well, if you can call Pete and Joan a band. Well, two-piece band anyway. Uh, but Jake Legg and also the Blue Canyon Boys are going to be there. And uh, each set is going to include an interview done by yours. Uh, you, I was going to say yours truly, but you truly. <laughs> uh, Neil, you're going to be there and ask questions like, what's a sh- what's your shoe size? And, and uh, what, what is that fifth string you, on a banjo for? Are your eyes both the same color? That's fabulous. <laughs> Uh, no, just uh, I think it makes it interesting because if you know something about the performers beyond just what songs they wrote or beyond what's in their bio or um, or what this, you know, you know, when did they get together or something like that, you, 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 you kind of know the people more. And, and this is a community. In fact, that's what CBMS is all about. It, it sure is. The bluegrass community. And... Uh, they're sort of the stalwart that's kept this thing going for really over 50 years. Rocky Grass just had the 50-year celebration, but they're predated by the CBMS, which was sort of formed to start that festival and uh, just get things off the ground in the Colorado area. And it's done a fabulous job of that. It's re- We have a great community, and, and this is a celebration of a new era, you might say. Yes, indeed. And, you know, I'm of the belief that if you're if you love bluegrass music and you live in Colorado, there's there are two two nonprofits you should be part of KGNU, of course, and the CBMS, of course, of course, both of, them. Both of those and uh, supporting that organization as well as as this organization, of course. But supporting CBMS is is something that uh, I believe we all should be doing just because, I mean, golly, the great shows they put on alone. Well, that and just uh, their communications hub. And I, I, I'm a lifer in bluegrass, so I was around before Bluegrass Unlimited magazine started in the mid-60s. And it made such a difference to have a communications arm. I mean, now there's plenty of that for bluegrass, but in Colorado, it's all about CBMS and um, in recent years, they had to close down the paper magazine, Power Pick, in which 
was a mainstay for so long and a real source of information. And then there was nothing much but the website, and now they're sort of putting not the paper version back in print, but they're, they're doing more communications from the central place. And it's largely thanks to John Pierce, who's been, um, who, who took uh, the leadership recently, and there's a whole board of directors that wants to get some new things done. And one of them is putting on a show like this and also just telling people, hey, we're here. Anybody who's only been here for a few years might not have even heard of the Colorado Bluegrass Music Society. And a, an organization like that, I know from experience, they're all over the country, uh, usually one per state or one per region. And CBMS has, it has all the listings. It, it you know, has articles about the bands all the information that really is the glue of the bluegrass community. And then, of course, it tells you where to go to, you know, of course, KJNU does that too. Where are the things to go to? And that's where you see your friends. That's where you meet new friends. In the Wernick Method, we have a great slogan that somebody thought of, which was, make music with friends, make friends with music. And that's what it's all about in this strange world right now where everybody's siloed off and, playing video games and uh, yelling at their TV at home. <laughs> well, come on out and yell at each other a little bit and say, hey, that's the wrong key for that song. Let's play it in B, you know, or whatever it is. That people... Yell in harmony. Yeah, right. And, you know, the Midwinter Festival that just happened recently, that was so great to have back on board after the pandemic. And, uh, you know, here comes Rocky Grass again, Telluride, all those things that make a big difference. And uh, I just found out, uh, Hot Rise was just uh, informed that Colorado Music Hall of Fame, which inducted us uh, recently, they were going to do a, um, a four-minute presentation that will go on PBS uh, Channel 12 um, as one of those filler things at the end of the hour. So they have a bunch of filler things for the inductees, and we're going to have one. So they sent the script for approval, and I sent them a bunch of photos and all this stuff, so they're going to do that. And um, that's also part of, I mean, the Colorado Music Hall of Fame now has four bluegrass groups in it. If you, well, if, if you include Leftover Salmon, which is borderline, <laughs> they're great bluegrass musicians. I just saw YouTube for those guys. Oh, they're so good. Anyway, um, we need to get together in person. It's a week from Thursday and celebrate CBMS and probably not only learn about the bands, but I'm sure we'll hear from John Pierce himself. I'm sure he'll be there. And Nadine with the last name I can't pronounce, she's putting a lot of work into this event. So check out a new venue. Check out three groups, some of whom I'm sure people haven't heard lately. Um, Jake Leg is pretty new, and um, then there's Pete and Joe, and we're pretty old. <laughs> and Blue Canyon Boys, they're like the stalwarts of this whole scene, you know. They've been going for so long, and they're so talented, you know. Although uh, uh, Chris Roselle, their banjo player, is taking a little time off because a baby is expected, and uh, and uh, I, I think, did they get Chris Elliott, I think? I, I think Chris is sitting in uh, yeah. during... during uh, He's good. Rizzo, he, he's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those guys, they they know what to do, and so it's going to be a great night of music. Starts relatively early, so people have to get up 
it's supposedly seven to ten. We'll see if we'll see, we'll that, see if that holds. <laughs> I'm not in charge of that. I don't think. <laughs> well, if you ask three word questions and we give one word answers, we'll keep the yeah. time problem down. But <laughs> we're likely to go over in both regards. Absolutely, but you know. I, it is a community, and it's a chance for the community, as you said, to get to know the bands a little bit, get to know the musicians a little bit. And, and each other. And each other. and, and Whoever you sit next to. Exactly. And, folks, if you are not members of the CBMS, I would encourage you to become members of CBMS. And um, if you don't really know much about bluegrass music or what it's about, this is a great opportunity to go into a, a venue that not many people have been in. So it's on Arapaho, is it not like in the 40s or something on Arapaho? I think. I, I, I drove by it once. It's a pretty nondescript building. It doesn't have a, a fancy marquee on it or anything, but inside is where it's all happening. So, but yeah. The Roots Music, uh, what's Ro it Roots, the Roots Music Project here in Boulder. Project. Most of their communications comes through their Facebook page, I believe. So uh, check that out. You can also check out coloradobluegrass.org for information on the event coming up a week from Thursday, an evening of music and conversation with Jake Legg. and beyond. <laughs> Bluegrass and beyond. You're beyond, I guess. <laughs> that, 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 must be, that must be my role in this whole thing. I am beyond. But, yeah, it is a week from Thursday. That's May 18th at 7 o'clock at the Roots Music Project here in Boulder. Folks, you really... It, do. We need the, uh, everybody. I've been plugging this thing. You know, I've done banjo camps around here since the mid-'80s, and they're often attended, or jam camps also, and they're often attended by local musicians so i say you know you got to join up it's uh, it's sort of like the rotary of uh, the bluegrass community just to just to, like i say glue people together a little bit uh, we have something really in common which is we enjoy this strange form of music that comes from a, another part of the world and now it's all over the world so that's exciting you know we have our colorado version of it there's even a book now about the colorado jam grass scene called um, High on a Mountain, uh, with a lot of interviews in it, and uh, oh, a, a lot of people think of the Colorado scene as a, sort of a leader of uh, of a, a part of bluegrass. Of course, it came out of you know the mountains of Appalachia and all that, but it's uh, it ha it is flourishing in the mountains around here. And if you know if you want to know what's going on in Durango or Grand Junction or Aspen. It'll tell you as well as what's up in Boulder and all that. So uh, you can go online and join. It's not an expensive um, proposition to join. And then there's a budget, and then they can pull off some of these great events. Indeed. And next Thursday night, Beyond the Grass, it's an evening of music and conversation to benefit the Colorado Bluegrass Music Society. A lot of new folks in the area. Mm -hmm. Maybe haven't. Uh, maybe they're they're bluegrassers and they they didn't know about the CBMS. Well, here's a great opportunity for you to get out, meet some of the folks that uh, are on the board. They will be there, I know, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, just kind of shaking howdy and and 
if nothing else, if you're in the family and have been in the family, come and say howdy. We haven't had a family reunion since midwinter, I don't think, really. <laughs> That's right. Three months. I don't know if I can take it. Well, you know, the meltdown counts, but I, I, I didn't go. That's so far away. That's yeah. far away. So come on out Thursday night, folks, a week from Thursday night. Now, is anybody going to interview you because you're one of the stalwarts of the community yourself with all the work you've done on this radio program? So uh, now how did you get into bluegrass, Neil? I was fortunate to live in a family where there was always music. And bluegrass was part of that. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, alongside show tunes and alongside uh, the rock and roll of the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, Well, we, we include all of that in, in bluegrass music one way or another. <laughs> well, a, maybe not show tunes, although Oklahoma o- would, make, Oklahoma would work would very well. Uh, Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead also. I've heard that played as a, as a bluegrass instrumental. And so we include all that classical jazz, you know, uh, uh, Every dirty music. <laughs> I, I, I was speaking uh, with a, a violinist, a, a classical violinist in the airport just the other day, and uh, she'd been listening to Punch Brothers on the plane. And there you go. Where does that fit in? That's well, grass it's an too. Interface. It's what I call interface band because there are bands that have included jazz or uh, pop and, and leftover salmon. Obviously, includes polyethnic. Uh, whatever Cajun, polyethnic um, Cajun slam brass. And, and so these interface groups are interesting. They they show that bluegrass is flexible enough to include um, other sounds, just like uh, I don't know Don Reno did beer barrel poco when that was a revolutionary <laughs> thing, or uh, bugle call rag by um, by Scruggs. You know they they've been incorporating other kinds of music, and so it's 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 neat when a bluegrass family. Has has the broadness that you uh, broadness breadth that you uh, benefited from, and where did you grow up, Neil? Uh, South Florida and South Georgia. Okay, those are not necessarily hotbeds. North Georgia, Norman Norman Blakeville, and whatnot. All the fiddlers from Florida yeah. came up. Uh, yeah, well, I grew up, I grew up not far from from Live Oak, Florida, where the Swanee oh, yeah. Festival. Swanee Festival is. And, Absolutely. It's funny when I think of classical music fiddlers, the, I get to have to talk with teachers. You know, I'm in charge of the Wernick Method Teaching Network, so I mentor teachers, and a lot of them say, "Well, what do you do about these fiddlers who come in and all they know how to do is read from a page?" And I say, "Yeah, it's tough. They it's emotional for them because they've never been told you decide what to play based on the chord changes. They don't know about chord changes." We have to teach them about chord changes and then say, if you play the root of the chord, you're okay. So don't worry, or if it's, you're allowed to lay out as a fiddle player or just chop, so there's ways of getting into it. But as I tell the teachers, the only people I've ever had weep in the classroom are fiddle players who, who just feel completely abandoned without the, the written page. And I say, hey, in bluegrass, it's not about reading skills, tab, music notation, most of the great uh, players just never even used it. Uh, don't even know how it's done, uh, but they can play. And then the classical music people stand around and they say, how do you play without music? Meaning written music. Yes. But that's a, a kind of a, nut, a nutty thing to say. How do you play bluegrass without music? You can't. It, it is music. <laughs> you, you, you stand around in a circle and watch people's 
hands and follow yeah, the follow the changes. The guitar is, yeah. is like a billboard that tells you what to do. Anyway, uh, uh, for more info on the Wernick Method, go to letspick.org, although right at this moment the site is down, unfortunately. So you can go to um, drbanjo.com for some of that same information. Like, uh, in fact, if you want to look it up, Joan and I are listed on that on Dr. Banjo website because of this gig coming up, and it gives the information about Beyond Bluegrass and Beyond at the Roots Music Project on I think Arapaho. <laughs> check, check, check the Facebook page for the Roots Music Project, folks. Pete, thanks for coming in this morning thanks and spending some me. time, and uh, I'm so looking forward to uh, Beyond the Grass and getting to speak with you some more and. Uh, and just be be part of that wonderful evening coming up on May 18th at the Roots Music Project in Boulder, folks. Um, yeah, come on out and, and see And the us. interview will be in English uh, for people who only understand English. <laughs> or, or, or whatever it is that I speak. <laughs> that's, that's, I think you're good at what you do. I'm right. glad you're here. Thank you so much, Pete. Let's get back to some recorded music. We're on the home stretch on Kentucky Derby Day.